millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth and with me today is Lachlan Hodson. Hi Charles. Hey, how's your weekend been? Oh, uh, my weekend was a complete disaster. Oh, <laughs> why? Because I, uh, it's been raining a little bit. I don't know whether you've noticed. We we live in Sydney. Ah, uh, yeah. No, I did. Uh, I did enjoy my swim to, to work today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I decided on Friday to do this thing where I would ride my bike in the rain, right? <laughs> because I just thought it's just going to rain forever. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've got this. I want to. You've I got a bike. Wanna, you've yeah. got to use it. It's going to rain. You're going to have to drive yes. it in the rain eventually. Mindful. Sort of, you know, like I will ignore the rest of the world. You know, <laughs> I will set the world according to what I need out of this world. <laughs> and I need to ride my bike. You have not got a history at all of catastrophic bike mm. accidents. Well, funny you should mention that because I was right, I was just no. right near the office and slipped off the bike. There was this really sort of mouldy patch of. Yeah, um, land no, I've seen it. Yeah. And went straight over the things and. It was one of those things where it took like five minutes for the crash to happen. Like it all happened in slow motion. No, oh. not five minutes, but like 30, <laughs> it felt like it was 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I sort of went over the bars and I was thinking, fuck, I'm doing it again. I'm fucking crashing again. <laughs> this is uh, this is a fucking outrageous thing. And, and you were able to have all of those thoughts. Yes, as I was going down. The, and then it was like, oh, my God, my head is going to – it's going to break my fall. <laughs> it's my head that's aiming no. for the ground. And I just, it was like, it must have looked so slapstick because it just, it just my head just slammed into actually, the ground. Were you yeah. wearing a helmet? I was wearing a helmet. Okay, I good, definitely good. would have died had I not been well, wearing a helmet. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... So kids, the lesson is, if you want to kill yourself, don't wear a helmet, <laughs> okay? So would you recommend riding a bike in the rain now that you've ticked that off your bucket list? I feel like the answer should be yet. Yeah, I'm not going to ride my bike in the rain ever again, but it's never going to stop raining ever again. So that <laughs> basically means there's no more bike. And bike ride, I live for bike riding. You have so to get one of those um, those aqua trikes, I think, is what you've got to do. Yes. You know those, those yes. bikes that have the, the, paddles, the paddles for the wheels? Yes. Just buy one of them. They've got, That's your new They've got commute. them in Centennial Park. <laughs> yeah, you should nick one. Yeah, I'll nick one. <laughs> and and that's how I get to work. That would actually make okay. a really good stunt. Okay, done. <laughs> cool. We're doing that. Well, speaking of, of catastrophic accidents on the roads, oh yeah, we've completely missed uh, a very important chaser anniversary in the last month that I think we do actually sort of have to address. Oh, really? Um, did you know that start of September? Oh yeah, was the fifteenth anniversary for the Apex stunt. 
Oh wow! And we just totally and we just totally it isn't our entire organization basically basking in the glow of that, of one, that one single sun. sun no, so. I'm surprised that we don't celebrate the 14th, yeah. the 16th <laughs> yeah. birthday, 17th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we and should do something nice for it. Well, I thought that we did. And at the start of this year, you remember how we did all those war stories? War stories. That, yes, that terribly that unsuccessful, like really great, really really content, great episode, amazing content, critically acclaimed, which we which we put out. The worst time of year, which oh was the beginning of January, and nobody listened. No one to listened. It. Uh, yeah. For some reason, no one who uh, does the publishing of a podcast mm. has the, um, the the goals to admit mm. uh, to people who actually create podcasts, like yeah. Charles and I, that you shouldn't release a podcast in January because no. no one listens no. to it. Yes. So we had this amazing idea. Well, Charles had this amazing idea, which was let's record all the Chaser guys telling fantastic stories from their mm. um, uh, TV days, yeah, war stories, war stories. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we recorded all this amazing content, and no one listened to it mm. uh so we, we've got um everyone talking about apec uh, Chaz and jules who are both in it yes. telling their stories of apec yes we're never allowed to get published on the abc so yes. this is exclusive stuff that, that you get to listen to listener yeah. uh, i thought uh, to celebrate it and to write off today let's just replay that yeah well that means that i can go and lie down and <laughs> keep recovering from my concussion so i think cool. that's a great idea well, uh, let's take a listen to what Chaz and Jules have to say about the Apex stunt. Now, Chaz, in your list here, it's time for the big one. Yes, yes. This is the one which I think people have been waiting for when they're talking about brushes with the law. This, of course, was the Apex stunt. You guys have heard a lot about this before, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarise quite quickly the actual stunt itself, which was we're talking about an international event with lots of, lots of world leaders, including George Bush, and we drove a limo in but, uh, pretending to be a, a Canadian diplomatic vehicle. Uh, we got to within metres, and I don't mean hundreds of metres, I mean single-digit metres of George Bush's hotel before they they told us to keep on driving and we thought we are going to jail forever <laughs> if we keep on driving. So we got out of the limo. I was dressed as Osama Bin Laden. As you do. And then this is when this happened. Chase. VIP liaison. Okay. So here right. I am, Osama Bin Laden, That's staying 10 is. metres away That's from right. Bush's hotel. Oh, so what do they do? They arrest the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, hang on. Oh, there's some other guys coming to arrest you now. No, they're for me as well. No. <laughs> Poor old Osama. No one likes Osama. In fairness, there's a lot of other reasons to arrest Julian. So, <laughs> so, so they might have been smart. But look, we, we then ended up in jail for about 13 hours before we were released. And by the way, the police did a Macca's run. Thank you, police. This is this, <laughs> yeah, this is in the basement of the Surrey Hills Police Centre. So yeah. not actually a jail, but certainly we're in a cell. Yeah, we were in a cell together. Like it was it was like a like an avant-garde album cover. Yeah. Like we just uh, like, it was Jules' second time in a cell. He, Brad and I have been locked up for about... 45 minutes, so yeah. not much. So, so we're all there by, uh, for, yeah, for about 12, 13 hours before they let us go. And, uh, and they took lots of photos with us, by the way. I, I learnt the difference between the, the police officers and the top brass. Yeah, the suburban cops. Because <laughs> the police officers, they were loving it. They were saying, this whole APEC is incredibly boring. You've made a terrible day. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> Can I have a photo? Can I have an autograph? That mm. kind of stuff. Can I get you McDonald's? That was yeah. that was great. They were lovely. It was a great time had by all. Whereas the brass seemed very, very angry and, and very, very chidey in their press conferences, of their multiple press conferences over the coming days. They said they were going to throw the book at us with all these laws. In the end, they just 
never even charged us. In the end, they just get, they just mm. let go. So, which was nice. But that t- sort of took eleven months, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It took a long, yeah. long, long, long time to go through. But the and the ABC lawyers, no doubt, did some serious negotiating on our behalf. Mm. Yeah, but in the end, it didn't go anywhere. And the Bulldogs case is still the the furthest I've gone in terms of brushes with the law. Do you know why it didn't go anywhere? Why is that? The reason why it didn't go anywhere is because the police assembled this giant brief of evidence and it then got passed to the Director of Public Prosecutions, who's separate from the police, to, to review it and work out what charges should be filed. And there were many damning facts in the police brief of evidence. One of them, for instance, was that the person who waved you through That's it. had that morning. Were, were you going to say that? No, I was about to say there's a pretty big deal that the police actually explicitly waved us through. Yes, but also the person who waved you through had that morning given a seminar on how to recognise the chaser. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, That's a great He was detail. a legendary member of the Federal Police who wrote a book about it, uh, <laughs> his adventures apparently. But also, yeah, a lot of the, again, a lot of the things that they claimed, such as people were running and so on, were disproved by the yeah. footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, um, get someone else to review the charges yeah, why, if you do get Why arrested. did the police just get it wrong? Is it because they're so used to just lying and getting away with it? Well, it's very embarrassing. $170 million in policing on APEC. I think mm. usually people don't film everything they do. I think yeah. I think usually when people commit crimes or commit alleged crimes, they don't have six cameras. Yeah. <laughs> usually. <laughs> that's that's the, what's missing from the world's greatest burglars. They yeah. just need to get a multi-camera shoot going. Absolutely. And they'll get away with it. Yeah, and then they can sell to Netflix, make See, even more money. That's how Ocean's <laughs> Eleven works. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's is actually real. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. And it's probably time, a final episode of the War Story series, to talk about the biggest stunt we ever did, Julian. <sighs> yes, which one was that again? I've forgotten. Uh, <laughs> when you dressed as the Dalai Lama. That's right. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. No, no, obviously, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people remember it as the OPEC stunt. Yes, <laughs> I remember it as the OPEC stunt. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, APEC, so was it the Asia-Pacific Economic e- community, C- yeah. and mm. I mean, that's why it was a good stunt because it's so boring. That even though it's one of the highlights of our careers, we can't remember what it stands for. <laughs> Asia Pacific um, economic, economic cooperation, or cooperation, cooperation. Right? I think yeah. something, something. But, but George Bush couldn't remember it. He said the OPEC conference. That was one of the two things that made news, along with this stunt. Yeah. So this was what two thousand and seven, I think. Yes, that sounds right. Uh, yeah. And it was basically. A curse, this whole event, because the Chasers War and everything had done a year, had been going pretty well, it was starting to get quite popular, and it was the stunts that were the thing that was, mm. you know, that people were reacting to. And then all of a sudden, a huge international conference came to our, basically our back door in Sydney, and there were uh, world leaders, the President of, of America, about, I, th- I forget, it was something like 20 yeah. world leaders there. And so everyone was asking, what is the Chaser going to do? And essentially our answer was nothing. There's no way we're going to be able to do anything. And the security budget was, what, $150 million or something, which is absolutely insane. It was the biggest security operation in Australian history. There were 
I think like two and a half meter metal fences put around like a around yeah, the inner the whole city CBD of Sydney. Yeah. yeah, and so it was what you, what you would describe as a not very welcoming environment to try and do silly stunts. But because it was happening while we were on air, we sort of felt we had to do something. In the end, I mean, I describe it as a stunt that went horribly right because it was sort of premised on the idea that we would fail but then we accidentally <laughs> gate crashed this international um conference and, and and made for i think you know the, the classic 15 seconds of of fame we, we made the world headlines i remember the whole weird aspect of it was that Chaz is dressed as osama bin laden so you've got you're dressed as a security guard there's a motorcade going down and i've always found it um very amusing that we Put Canadian flags on the on the motorcade. We were just trying to think of the mo- who are the most innocuous country. Well, that's right. Well, we had to think through the possible countries, and so because you know we all looked well, we we wouldn't have been convincing if we suggested we were from Indonesia or something. So that narrowed down the the, the countries. Um, the idea that there was a motorcade, we thought about New Zealand, but we didn't think that anyone would believe that New Zealand actually had a motorcade. <laughs> Prime Minister probably turned up in a bike or something. Um, and so that basically led us to Canada, which turned out to be the right, the right country to go for because it just had the right veneer of feeling like it was a big enough country, but no one really knowing who the prime minister was. Or yeah, and it's kind of innocuous and people go, oh, yeah. Canada, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the whole stunt came about because I was hauled into a security meeting before APEC with one of the ABC's security advisors. And I just assumed that this was basically we were going to be read the right act and told what we couldn't do. Um, but Tony, who was the security advisor and was an ex-SAS soldier who loved this stuff, was laying down the law saying what you can't do. And towards the end of the meeting, he said, there's absolutely no way you'll be able to get in. The only way you'll be able to get into that event is with a motorcade. And I was like, that's quite an interesting idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he was into it and he gave us all the suggestions for how to, how to get a motorcade in. Um, and then, you know... Um, Obviously, ABC Legal just went, yeah, that sounds great. Do it. Fantastic. <laughs> and we left that day. No, it took a long time. <laughs> it took a long time to get them over the line. Well, we discussed before that Chaser Stunts follow the format, where can you take a... Yeah, But where exactly. can you take a motorcade? I mean, in the history of... That's an even bigger prop than a Trojan horse. Yes. And the, the moment that I actually first thought that we might get away with it was when I actually saw the motorcade because it felt like it was just a silly idea that wasn't going to succeed. And in fact, the whole point of the stunt Mm. was that the motorcade wouldn't get in and then we would try increasingly silly ways of getting in and that was where we were going to get the comedy. So I think we had some people who were going to try and get on on those big sort of... There were subsequent plans, right? Yeah, we were going to try and get there by sea. I don't think we could manage getting there by air because we did think that that would Mm. sort of get... Get get shot shot down. down. Yeah, Yeah. but we did do uh, by road and it all just worked. But why didn't they tap you, tap your phones and... tap your internet accounts and know that that's what you were going to do. Like if you spend $150 million, surely just pay a hacker 25 bucks. And it, I just assumed that that yeah. would have happened. And I kind of thought on the day that when the motorcade drove out of ABC, that we would just get yeah. you know, the police to turn up mm. and, um, you know, we, it'd be off, but I had, and it wasn't like we'd made any secret of it because I remember being asked in radio interviews, what are you going to do for APEC? We got asked it all the time. And in, you know, our typically responsible way, because I thought we weren't going to do anything, I would say things like, look, 
I can't really tell you, but it's going to be big. <laughs> um, uh, just to manage expectations, right? Uh, so did the motorcade leave from Ultima? It came out the back funny. of ABC Ultima. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we had two motorbikes at the beginning that um, weren't police, but were just guys on bikes who looked a little bit like it. And then, of course, the other thing was that we had four people running beside the motorcade, which hasn't happened since JFK. <laughs> yeah. No one does that, but we needed to have camera people mm. there. Mm. Yeah, so there was a camera crew, but also people walking outside, like you were on foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because we stopped the motorcade mm. outside New South Wales Parliament, got out, and then started running down the street. And it turned out that what had happened was, because there were so many motorcades going around Sydney that day, there'd been a general order issued that no motorcades were to be stopped. Mm. So we just started going down the street and... Cops started waving us through. I remember one guy saying, the road is yours. And that was when we started to realise that uh, the whole idea that this stunt would end when we got stopped by the police had a fatal flaw in it. <laughs> so the whole $150 million security operation to protect Sydney from terrorists, this is during the war on terror, Al-Qaeda could easily have been trying to penetrate it at the same time. If they'd thought of having a motorcade, yes. they would have gone all the way through to the opera house. Yep, yep, yep. They'd put a ring of steel around the city and then left the front door open. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and in fact, the Daily Telegraph the next day had like a, a, an ad for the edition of the Daily Telegraph. And I think it said something like, thank God it was them, which I think is the only time the Daily Telegraph has said anything positive <laughs> yeah. about the chaser. Now, <laughs> there are lots of things that I half remember from this period because obviously we talked about it a lot. But there was a point subsequently where we got the police evidence brief. Yeah. With it, which they'd been uh, planning to use to charge us. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jill, because I know you, you know this better than I do. Was it not true that the day before or something like that, John Howard had been held up out the front of the Opera House because the federal police or whoever it was had lost the key to the padlock? And that, that was why the order had gone through that all motorcades had to be waved through. I hope that's true. I've been saying it for years. I hope it's true. I... I'm sure that it's true without actually knowing. I have no memory of that whatsoever. Well, let's just to be say honest. that it is. It I must be it. true. It must yeah, be true. Yeah. But there were so many things about that that day that were that were funny. The thing I remember from the the police tapes was that a lot of the people who were arrested because I think eleven people were mm. arrested. Chaz or eleven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And me and Chaz were obviously in one category. And then the rest of the guys were, were were crew, and they were going to run a defence that basically the other people were just sort of doing their job, so they shouldn't be. Um, they, they shouldn't be convicted of a criminal offence. The only problem was that one of the employees, who was actually a cousin, a second cousin of mine, um, had the camera on his lap in the motorcade that was picking up the audio from, from the microphone that was in my tie. It was also picking up what was being said by him in the <laughs> motorcade. So they were going to run a legal defence saying he was just following orders he is mortified that this has happened. He didn't want it to happen. But, the, but we did then also have a recording of him going, oh, my God, this is brilliant. This is awesome. They're letting us ride through. These idiots. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Which somewhat compromised the defence. Well, that was great. Thank you very much, Lachlan, for reminding us of... of yeah. Well, yeah, well, uh, I'm a fan of this company before I am uh, a worker of it. So, yeah. I, so I, I, creepily, I celebrate. Creepily, very creepily. so, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, uh, you used to stalk me on Wikipedia. I do stalk you on Wikipedia. Oh, you I do? made you a chase a meme page, um, I believe, <laughs> which is how I got hired. Oh, God. Um, oh, what was the, oh, you know that I fixed your Wikipedia. 
As yeah, a, I know. As, as, a, little, as a present. As a yeah. birthday gift for Charles, yeah. I fixed his Wikipedia. But I, I, I've just got to ask, after listening to that War Stories episode, after listening to, to those guys tell those stories, mm. should we do it again? So January's coming up. Mm. We've got another period where yes. no one's going to listen to any podcasts. What are we supposed to so, do so for another we, month should, of the show? Should we, what you're saying is, should we go to a huge amount of effort? Mm. And to organise something that nobody will listen to. Well, exactly. Okay. This is this is my, so my pitch yes. would be okay. Well, yeah. What do you I've actually do? have got an idea. This okay. is how I pitch it to you is yeah. for an incredibly small amount of money, maybe sling them like fifty bucks and a and a soft serve each. Mm. We get Gabby and Alexa to come in on a Saturday yes. and they record for eight hours in a row. And oh, I just yeah. upload increments of uh, that right. every single day for January. It's so it's the um, Gabby and Alexa's. Well, the Gabby summer, and Alexa soft serve summer, and you just give them a time to brainstorm yes. their ideas. Yes, uh, and it's the Gabby and Alexa summer internal damage write off. I, I love everything about it except for giving them soft serve. <laughs> should we do that? Should we do that? I don't know. If you've got a better I, idea for what we should well, do for January, I, do, I, wa- I just email it be, in. I want to be part of it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, we should open it up to the listeners yeah, if anyone's yeah, got yeah. a good idea. But also, I, w- I want to be part. Like, well, you can join them on yeah, the well, tax write-off day, but you can we, get paid. We get the we get the tax write-off day. We, we do a... Saturday, yeah. we do a marathon. Yeah, but when the, that might it that has cooked. that really risks being incredibly boring. But it could be sort of fascinating. But no one's going to listen to it anyway. So exactly, it really like it doesn't matter. And yes. I thought that you know how we did those drunk recordings in the pub, and they were oh, they were terrible. actually terrible. Yes. but they did get listened to. Yes, you could have the fun of doing more drunk recordings. You could get drunk yes. on a Saturday. Yes, and it's all safe because it's just in this little studio. Yes, and you're all done. Okay, uh, done. Cool. We're gonna do it. Well, there we go. That's drunk January. chaser. Drunk, ch- drunk January. Drunk, drunk January. It's, it's the yes. opposite of dry July. It's drunk January. <laughs> the chaser's drunk January. Oh, that's great. Okay, we've sorted it out. Okay, it. war stories. Move on over. Yeah. We've got a new yeah. hit month coming <laughs> next year. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you tomorrow. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.